0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jamison, I'm the genius, getting you set for your week seven matchups. We have one game in the books. That's the Philadelphia Eagles who to, to, took down the New York Football Giants. We're going to talk about that game. We're also going to talk about each and every game of the upcoming week seven uh, schedule. Whether it be for DFS season-long uh, stacks, we're looking at maybe some fades. I'll give you my two cents on each and every one of those games for the upcoming weekend. But before we do that, we got to get a little housekeeping taken care of. If you've not done so already, please give us a follow. We are at Fan Sports Genius on Twitter, and we are at Fantasy Football underscore Genius underscore on Instagram, and our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Where winning isn't everything; it's the genius thing. We also have our mastermind chat available. It's available in weekly, monthly, and full season packages. Where you can dominate your leagues one-on-one access with yours truly via text messages if you have any questions regarding fantasy football, whether it be a lineup construction, whether it be a lineup move, roster move, maybe it's a start sit question. You want a little more detail in than just this this player or that player, more than my rankings can give you. I can kind of give you more detail in what's gonna happen, why I like it's a certain player. And also trading questions. All the all the trading questions are meant for a mastermind chat. So I can kind of give you my real quick view on Instagram if you have to ask those questions. But for the most part, most of those trading questions questions need to be part of our mastermind chat and those that have purchased that chat i thank you hopefully we're helping you guys dominate your leagues and anybody else that's interested hit us up on instagram or twitter more than happy to answer any questions see if that's something you would be interested in once again that's weekly monthly and full season packages available and again if you do purchase a package and the season does get cut short There is no risk. We will return the remaining value of that Mastermind chat via uh, this year or we can add it towards next year. um, Whatever you would like to have done. So no matter what happens, if the season does get cut short, we will make sure you get the difference whether it be this year or next year. It will get taken care of. But I think the season's going to happen. I think we are going to get a season. We're going to have these games where we're maybe having a a question mark on the game. But I think the league's going to add weeks if they need to. I think they want to get the season in. So that's hopefully going to happen. Maybe it pushes the season back to March. Uh, more football is always better, right? Uh, especially r- right now where we need kind of a a, a a little distraction from this crazy world we're living in right now. And football's giving us that. So Let's go on ahead and jump right on into today's podcast and talk about Week 7 uh, matchups. But before we talk about the upcoming week of games, let's also look back on last night's game, the Giants and the Eagles. Looked like the Giants were going to get the job done on Thursday night. Uh, they had a, 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 a double-digit lead heading into that um, to the final, final quarter. Looked like the Gi- Giants were going to have that game in hand, but the Eagles do come back on a... Uh, Kind of a drop pass by Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram did drop pass that likely would have sealed the deal for the Giants. They were able to get the ball later on in the game. They were able to score 12, I think it was 12 unanswered points late in the game last night to get the job done. They get the win on at home against the Giants 22-21. to Carson Wentz uh, gets a couple scores, looked kind of, didn't look very great to start the game, but did finish strong with those pair of touchdowns, over 350 yards passing, not much to talk about in the ground game. We did see Wentz get this one scoring touchdown, but not much really was talked about, um, the, the, the ground game really didn't get much going in this game. It was all the passing game with Carson Wentz. That's what happened when you have to play catch-up, um, where, where the Giants uh, seem like they got a lot more on the ground. A lot of that came on one run with Daniel Jones. <clears throat> if you saw it, likely uh, w- was laughing like I did. Goes all but 10 yards before the, the turf monster comes up and grabs his ankles and trips him up. You know he's going to make a lot of highlight films in that game. But Daniel Jones, four rushes, 92 yards, leading scorer for the New York football Giants, 160-plus yards passing, but he did have a couple scores, um, the passing touchdowns. One, two, Sterling Shepard, and one, the Golden Tate. The Giants nearly get the job done, but it was the Eagles that got the job done on Thursday night. And the Eagles are right there with the Cowboys, 2-4-1, and one and two and four are the records for leading the division of the NFC East. It's a bad division. Most likely will be a one and done uh, for this division. I don't see any one of these teams contending for the big game this year. I think they are going to obviously hold, host a uh, a home playoff game against one of the better teams. I think they are likely going to get beat even though they are at home. But anything can happen is why they play the games. So is it going to be Philadelphia? Is it going to be Dallas? I think those are your two front runners. I still have Dallas winning the division. I'd like like to see them make a move, maybe trading for, for Ryan Fitzpatrick to kind of have have a little bit of an upgrade over Andy Dalton, who's stepping in for the injured Dak Prescott. But again, the NFC East is up for grabs, and anybody really right now, even the Giants at one and six, are still alive for the NFC East title. Now moving on to Week Seven, the rest of the games. Um, who, who do we like in season long? Who do we like in DFS? Let's start off with the. Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. The 5-1 and one Chiefs head to Denver to take on the 2-3 and three Denver Broncos. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, they're all in play. I want to see what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell. I don't know for sure if Le'Veon Bell is going to play in this game, if he's going to make his chief debut. If he does play, I still think that it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Alar early on, especially as they kind of groom and kind of get Bell more and more involved in the offense. As I talked about earlier, I still think both Edwards-Alar and and Le'Veon Bell, by the time it's all said and done, will still be RB2, high-end flex options. So I, so I definitely think that both players are still rosterable on a weekly basis, but I don't know if we're going to see C.H. have that uh, RB1 upside. I think we are going to see Bell eat into the production that maybe C.H. has. But again, this offense has plenty of talent, plenty of options, plenty of weapons to go around. Patrick Mahomes knows how to get players involved, and we know Andy Reid can make calls, um, uh, create create plays to get anybody and all players available. Uh, McCole Hardman is also a player that, that I think we can still uh, um, trust as well. Maybe Bell eats in a little, little bit of those uh, slot receiving roles for uh, um, uh, McCole Hardman. But again, for me, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, those are your main culprits on offense. That's going to be the main guys that are going to get the job done. I still like CEH. I like Le'Veon Bell uh, moving forward forward in, um, in, in this offense and I still think that we're going to see McColl Hardman have some of those breakout games I don't think Mah- Hardman is really a, a weekly starter like I maybe thought at the beginning of the year but he's definitely a DFS option if the right matchups and this matchup is a, is a nice matchup against the Denver Broncos defense On, as for the Denver side of things if the Broncos are going to contend with this, with, this, with the Chiefs game on Sunday and kind of get the job done at home in front of the home crowd, obviously it's going to have to come with uh, through the air with Drew Locke. I think we are going to eventually see that Jerry-Judy type of game, uh, that breakout game that could come this week against the Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense has kind of struggled last couple of weeks. We have, uh, Really not the, the pass-rushing defense that we saw late last year and really kind of the start or early this year as well. The, uh, they have been had on uh, through the air, and, and I think the Broncos can get there. Um, I, I, I do like Tim Patrick. I do like Jerry Judy. If Noah Fant can go, I do like uh, Noah Fant. I like Albert O, the rookie tight end who played with uh, Drew Locke there, um, in, in, in college. I do like him in DFS if and only if uh, Noah Fant can't go. I still think he can get there um, for the minimum price uh, tight end in DFS for those large field GPPs. I think Albert O is a fine option even with Noah Fant in there, but I think he's a, uh, a really nice option if there is no Noah Fant, but it looks like Noah Fant is on the verge of playing. At least he's trending that way. And I do think Noah Fant is also in play in all formats if he is indeed healthy in this game. I have the Chiefs over the Broncos on Sunday afternoon. Next up, the Detroit Lions and Atlanta Falcons. I think this game's going to be one of the higher scoring games in, in, in the on the weekend. Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay. Uh, we don't know about Marvin Jones right now. Uh, DeAndre Swift uh, had that breakout game last week. Can he continue on that this week? I do think that can happen. I think he's going to get more and more involved in the passing game, more and more involved in the ground game as well. Last week, I think Swift is starting to show that he is the starting option for the Lions. I do like Swift this week and moving forward for the Detroit Lions. But obviously Kenny Galladay. I think Galladay is one of my favorite plays on the weekend. Uh, Falcons, defense is horrendous, especially against the pass. I can see a big game out of Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay. I like the double stack of Stafford, Galladay and Hawkinson in large field GPPs. As for the other side of the ball uh, with Atlanta Falcons, obviously Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, they're all in play. Todd Gurley's in play. Hayden Hurts in play. I think everybody is in play for the Falcons. My favorite receiver I think this week is going to be Calvin Ridley. I think Ridley's going to uh, do a little better than he did last week. Last week he was Julio Jones. I think this week it's going to be Calvin Ridley, but I think both players have a very good good shot of topping 100 to maybe get in the end zone but I do think Ridley has a better shot at two touchdowns in this game where I think both teams are going to shoot out I like the Falcons to get the second uh, victory of the of the of the season over the Detroit Lions on Sunday afternoon in a possibly the highest scoring game of the weekend give me the Falcons over the Lions on Sunday Next up, we have the Browns and the Bengals. 4-2 Browns taking on the 1-4-1 and one Bengals. Uh, Joe Mixon has been ruled out, which is going to make Giovanni Bernard a very popular pickup. Um, I think he has a very fine mashup against the Browns, but I also think that we may see more of a passing game for from Joe Burrow and company against the Browns with no Joe Mixon. Um, but I do think Bernard is a player that we can look at, uh, kind of especially if you're a Mixon owner. It's, it's a player we can look at inserting into our lineups in season-long leagues. I think he's going to be probably very popular in DFS purposes as well. He's likely a fade and defil GPPs for me just because of how popular he's likely going to be for his salary. I mean, as for the Brown side of things, uh, Baker Mayfield obviously is in play, but it's, he, he's definitely not a, a player that we can trust on a weekly basis. But against the Bengals defense, I definitely think Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry are all in play. No Austin Hooper. Um, he's not going to play this weekend. I don't really have any interest in the backup tight end, so I think it's going to be all uh, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt is, is the, the exposure I'm going to have for the Brown Browns. As for the Bengals, we talked about Giovanni Bernard, but I think it's more of Joe Burrow, it's more of T. Higgins, more of uh, Tyler Boyd. I'm looking to, and maybe a little more uh, A.J. Green with no Joe Mixon. Maybe with the more uh, the additional passing that we're, that they're going to likely do with no Joe Mixon, I do think A.J. Green is in for a, a big game as well. Last week he did kind of get break out of that slump he had. I like all three wide receivers for the Bengals, and I don't hate the idea of going Burrow with all three in large field GPPs. That's how you uh, take those down is by getting all the points, especially if they're high scoring game and i could see the Bengals and browns being a very high scoring game i have the Bengals beating the browns on sunday afternoon next up we have the steelers and the titans this might be the best game of the weekend five and oh pittsburgh steelers taking on the five and oh tennessee titans um, sounds like aj brown and john new smith are likely going to play which is good news for tennessee good news for the, their fans good news for the fantasy owners uh, excuse me what I'm interested in seeing is if, if Deontay Johnson can come. Are we still going if, to, if, if he can come and play in this game, is is, is he going to affect what Chase Claypool does on the field? We've seen Chase Claypool have absolutely monster games, but a player like Deontay Johnson is going to take away from those plays that Chase Claypool has had. A lot of people have Chase as their number one option for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's Deontay Johnson. If a healthy Deontay Johnson is on the field, I think he's the wide receiver one over Chase Claypool, and they still do have Juju Smith-Schuster. Yes, he has not been the same Smith-Schuster we've seen in in, uh, years past. He really hasn't been the same player since Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh. But I still think Juju still has a few of those plays in him. But for me, it's Deontay Johnson followed by Chase Claypool followed by uh, Juju. I think all three players are viable in all formats. I think this game can be either one way or the other. It could be both players, both teams having uh, great defensive uh, uh, outputs of the game, uh, keeping both offenses under control, or both offenses could go absolutely bonkers. I think it's going to be a very close game. I do think there's going to be a, a, quite a few points in this game. I have the Titans continuing their their uh, undefeated record at 6-0 over the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. I love, love, love uh, game stacks in this game. I, I, I like the Pittsburgh side. I like the Tennessee side. I I think it's a, a pass-happy type of game. I don't know how much exposure I'm going to have to Derrick Henry. Yes, we are getting close to the November months where we see Henry uh, absolutely explode on the field. We saw it happen last week with 200 yards rushing, but I think this is much more of a passing game for both sides of the ball. I prefer the Pittsburgh side of things because I think they're going to be playing a little more catch-up uh, against the Titans than is going to play against Pittsburgh. But I love both uh, passing offenses, but I prefer Pittsburgh side of things. And I like going Big Ben with two of his pass-catch and I'm likely going to go with Juju just because I think there's a lot of people are going to go away from him. I still think he does have a few big games into him, especially in those large filled GPPs. You have to be a little contrarian. That's the way I'm looking at. Maybe maybe uh, not really fading, just going under owned on Chase Claypool and going a little overweight on Juju. Hope that he has those big games. I think if they are coming, they'll eventually get there. But it is for me, wide receiver one is Deontay Johnson, followed by Chase Claypool, followed by Juju Smith-Schuster. But I think we do see a big game out of Juju. Over the next couple weeks, maybe it's this week. I'm going to be overweight on Juju against Tennessee, but I have Tennessee beating the Steelers on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the three and three Carolina Panthers taking on the three and two New Orleans Saints. The Saints, I do not know what to really take of this team right now. Uh, the the injuries, the issues going on with Michael Thomas. What's going on in the locker room? There is, is there an issue with Michael Thomas and the Saints? I don't know what's going on. Sounds like he's not going to be playing this week as well. Um, there's just a lot of uh, weird things happening with Michael Thomas and the Saints. Just do not know what's happening there. And with no Michael Thomas, it seems like Drew Brees is not the same quarterback on the field. He doesn't throw the deep ball as much as he has. Maybe the time is start- The age is starting to get to him. Maybe he's he, he's losing his arm strength. But it seems like without Michael Thomas, Drew Brees has not been the same. It's been the Alvin Kamara show. It's going to continue to be the Alvin Kamara show. He's available. He, uh, he, he's a playable obviously in all formats. I think he's an elite option in all formats as always as for the Carolina things we're going to see Teddy Bridgewater playing a little revenge factor as a former New Orleans Saints I think Teddy Bridgewater is in for a big game I like Robbie Anderson I like DJ Moore I love Teddy Bridgewater in, in this matchup and I think there's a very good chance that we see Carolina upset New Orleans but I do have the Saints beating Carolina but it's going to come down to a last second type of play give me the Saints in a close game over Carolina. Next up, the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Bills defense has not looked very good, especially in the last couple of weeks. They've given up big plays pretty much all season long. So, what's a better way to get that defense back online than the matchup with the New York Jets? The Jets are a mess. Uh, This team is going downhill faster and faster each and every week. No Le'Veon Bell now, so it takes away one of their. uh, Even though he didn't play this this year, he was was on the IR. since the early part of the year. This Jets team continues to be one of the worst teams in football. They might be one of the worst teams of all time. This is a great bounce back spot for the Buffalo Bills defense. I love the Bills defense. I think they're one of the better options um, in all formats this week, and I think we're going to see a monster game out of Josh Allen. The only thing about Allen that I, that I kind of worry about is his upside. So if you're playing them GPPs, maybe kind of limit uh, his, his lower your expectations because i think that this team can get up early get up big early and if we get a Devin singletary or zach moss touchdown or maybe even a defensive touchdown that may may take away some of the upside for josh allen but he's one of the better options at quarterback especially against this jets team i have the bills winning big possibly even a shutout over the jets on sunday afternoon next up the a- NFC East leading Dallas Cowboys at two and four taking on the one and five Washington. Both teams are well alive in the NFC East division. If the Cowboys are going to bounce back from a bad loss on Monday night, you would think it's going to be here against a very bad Washington offense. The offense can't get out of their way. Um, The only really option they have on offense, in my opinion, is Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson. I think both players are obviously in play against this bad Dallas defense. But if the Cowboys defense is going to be able to kind of keep anybody under control somewhat, it's going to be against the Washington football team. I still think Washington's going to be able to get uh, get something going against this Dallas D. This D is not very good. They're giving up points and points and points and yards and yards and yards. This defense is bad, maybe even historically bad. I have Washington kind of hanging in with the Cowboys for most of the game, but I do think Andy Dalton has a big bounce back game from that uh, disaster of Monday night. I have him having a very solid game with this pass catcher. I think Ezekiel Elliott also gets going after a down Monday night game, fumbling twice. I think Ezekiel L.A. is going to want to get going early and often as well. I have the Cowboys winning this game, but it's going to be a lot closer than the Cowboys want it to be because they continue to give points and yards up to opposing offenses. I have Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson as elite options in all formats, likely going to have a lot of exposure to them in GPPs. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to the Dallas Cowboys as well. I think this is a very big bounce back spot for the Cowboys. I have Cowboys over to Washington on Sunday. Next up, the Green Bay Packers and the Houston Texans. Another high-scoring game, in my opinion. I think between this game and the Atlanta game, I think these are the two highest-scoring games of the weekend. You may even be able to put in the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team in that as well if Washington can kind of put some points up on the Cowboys, which most likely will be able to. But I think between, for me, it's between the Cowboys I mean, I'm sorry, between the Packers and the Texans and the Falcons and the Lions for the two highest-scoring teams uh, games of the weekend. I have the Packers and Texans being the highest scoring game. I think this has a, a potential to be a both teams getting in the 30s type of game. Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, uh, David Johnson, even Duke Johnson. I think might be able to get involved as well. Like a lot of options for Texans. As for the Green Bay Packers, sounds like um, we had a little injury to Aaron Jones. Got to wonder with it being an in-game, uh, in-practice injury this week, is he going to be able to go against the Texans? If he can't go, I think Jamal Williams is a fantastic option. I think we can also look at A.J. Dillon for a um, last-second. Uh, add if you need to. Um, I, with no Aaron, if, if if Aaron Jones can't go, I think AJ Dillon, maybe have. Uh, we may see a little more of a a game plan to get Aaron AJ Dillon involved as well. But it's going to be a Packers uh, passing game. It's going to be Devontae Adams, going to be Marquez Val and Scantling. <coughs> Robert Tanyan, Aaron Rodgers, that's where, where, where most of the points are going to come from, especially if Aaron Jones can't go. And Jamal Williams, if, if Aaron Jones can't go, I think Jamal Williams becomes a better play over Gianno, Giovanni Bernard, in my opinion. Uh, those are your two running backs that you're looking at starting um, uh, with recent injury news. I think Jamal Williams, if no Aaron Jones, goes. I think Williams is a better play over Bernard, in my opinion. I have... The Packers beating the Texans, but I think it's going to be a very entertaining, very close football game, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans do get the job done as well. But the Packers coming off the loss, I do think the Packers are going to be a winning team on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the 49ers and the Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo going back to New England after getting traded a few years ago for uh, taking on Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. I don't see a whole lot of, of, of an impact on offense or defense in this game. I think this defense might be kind of a boring game um, to an extent. I do have the Patriots beating the 49ers on Sunday after a down game last week against the Broncos. I think the Patriots do bounce back, and I do think Cam Newton does have a decent game against a very banged-up 49ers defense. No Raheem Mostert. I'm guessing it's going to be Jarek McKinnon show. I do like McKinnon quite a bit. I do like George Kittle, but I think for the 49ers, there's not really anybody I truly trust outside of George Kittle. I do think we can kind of trust. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. But again, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that backfield, even with Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman out of the backfield. Um, Not in the lineup. Uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, I think, are both GPP plays for DFS purposes. And as for the New England side of things, I'm not sold on uh, Julian Edelman being anything this year. I think think Edelman is showing that he is – once Tom Brady left, maybe it's the age, maybe it's, he's, he's getting up there in years. For football years, I just don't see Julian Edelman kind of getting back to his elite status. I do think that we may uh, see more a, a lot more out of James White, maybe a little bit out of da- uh, Damian Harris, but I think the 49ers defense is still a good against the, 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 the rush, so I'm not so still, still high on Damian Williams. I think it's much more James White. I think it's going to be a lot more Cam Newton, and I don't hate the idea for GPP purposes going Cam Newton naked. What that means is don't pair him with a wide receiver. Just go Cam Newton. Maybe you go Cam Newton and the and the Patriots defense and as a stack for your uh, for your GPP lineups. That's the way I'm handling it. I like the Patriots over the 49ers on Sunday. Next up, the Buccaneers and the Raiders. The 4 and 2 Buccaneers against the 3 and 2 Raiders. If you've not heard, there's a lot of talk about this game maybe not happening with the COVID restrictions. Uh, sounds like there's, I think there's four offense, starting offensive linemen in the COVID protocol um, now that uh, ha- ha- having been in contact with some of the tests positive for the virus. So what does that do for the Raiders having a bunch of backups at the offensive line? That's not a good thing for Derek Carr, not a good thing for Josh Jacobs. Um, it's going to be very interesting hearing that they may have uh, not done the correct thing on what the league wanted the teams to do for the COVID so it'll be kind of interesting on what happens in this game so I'm definitely keeping my eyes open for this game. I definitely think there's a legit shot that this game gets pushed back but as of right now I think it's all Buccaneers and it's all going to be Buccaneers for me. Love Ronald Jones. I think I'm uh, higher on Ronald Jones than anybody else on the Buccaneers. I don't hate the idea of going Ronald Jones and Tampa Bay defense. This defense should be able to get after Derek Carr especially if they're having four backup offensive linemen. Uh, you got to like that front four pass rush for the Buccaneers. Absolutely love that defense. I think it's between the Buccaneers and the Bills as a top defense in the week seven. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Raiders. And if there is a backup t- uh, offensive lineman, you got to hate the idea, of maybe for Josh Jacobs, he likely won't be able to get going. So the, uh, and plus, the, the Buccaneers do have a very good rush defense as well. I think it's going to be all Buccaneers. It's going to be all the Buccaneers all game. And I don't know how much they're going to have to pass the game. So give me Ronald Jones and the Bucs defense, maybe sprinkling in a little Chris Godwin. But I have the Buccaneers pass, d- uh, pass offense of fade and GPPs in this matchup, in my opinion. Next up we have the Jaguars and the Chargers. Oh, I, I, obviously I have the Buccaneers big over the Raiders on Sunday. Jaguars 1 and 5 against the 1 and 4 Chargers. This is another one of those sneaky options. I think that could be a very high-scoring game. Gardner Minshew, DJ Shark, um LaVisca Chenault, I'm not too high on James Robinson. I think we're starting to see him come down to earth after a hot start to start the season. Last three games, he's kind of been held under wraps. I think that continues to happen this week against a a decent Chargers defense. So for me, it's uh, the passing game. It's it's DJ Shark, it's LaVisca Chenault, uh, uh, and and Gardner Minshew, but I prefer the Chargers side of things. I think it's a very great, it's a very fine matchup for Keenan Allen. (coughs) Excuse me. But I am likely going to be going Mike Williams, in my opinion. I think Mike Williams is the play to go in this game, with a lot of people maybe gravitating towards Keenan Allen. I like the zig when everybody else is zagging and going Mike Williams, going heavy with Hunter Henry. I think that's where the offense is going to come out of for the Chargers. Um, Absolutely love Justin Herbert this weekend against the Jags uh, defense. I like the Chargers. Um, to get the, get the job done on Sunday as well. Give me the Chargers over the Jags, and I'm going to be very heavy, uh, heavily owned of the Chargers passing game with Herbert, Hunter Henry, and Mike Williams, in my opinion. If I'm picking between the two running backs for the Chargers, I think it is, um, it's it's going to be um, maybe uh, Justin Jackson a slight bit over uh, Kelly, but for me it's all about the passing game for the Chargers, in my opinion. I have the Chargers over the Jags on Sunday the Sunday night game is going to be the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Arizona Cardinals moved from the afternoon to the evening with the uh, uncertainty of the Raiders game remember the Tampa Bay and Raider game was supposed to be the Sunday night game they moved that to the afternoon just in case they have to move it away that put the Seattle Arizona game into Sunday night and I believe both DraftKings and FanDuel are keeping this game in their main slate Um, double check to make sure but I believe if you do have uh, your Seahawks and Cardinals in your lineup I still believe they are going to get points but again double check to make make sure I do have that correctly. I think it's going to be a very fun game to watch. I think uh, we're obviously going to see the Seahawks continue to put points and yards on the board. Uh, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, they're all in play in all formats. We're starting to see DK Metcalf become the number one option in, in Seattle. We're also maybe seeing him become the number one option in Dynasty in terms of wide receivers. Absolutely love DK Metcalf in his matchup and moving forward. I think we're also going to see a big game out of Tyler Lockett as well. As for the Arizona side of things, um, you got to you got to like the, the the spot for DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray, um, and, and this passing attack as well. Seahawks have given big given given big points and big yardage to opposing passing offenses, and the Cardinals have not really had that monster monster passing game yet. I think it's going to happen this week, and I think Kyler Murray is going to be one of the top two wide quarterbacks of the week. Yes, the other one's going to be Russell Wilson. This game has a lot of points, a lot of scoring. Um, in, in the future of it. I think it's going to be Seattle getting the job done, though. I think when it's all said and done, Seattle was the better team over Arizona. But I think both teams are going to uh, put up quite a few points, quite a few yards. And again, if you have Kenyon Drake, I talked about it earlier on Instagram, Kenyon Drake is a sell high after his monster game last week. I think he can still have a, a, a really good – so if you want to hold on to him, maybe uh, gets a little bit more out of next week after another big game. But I think he is a sell high. I still think Chase Edmonds is running back to own in, in Arizona. I think he's the better fit for Arizona. But I have the Seahawks continuing their undefeated mark at 6-0 as they get the, the the win at Arizona. Give me the Seahawks over the Arizona Cardinals. And we close out week seven with the Chicago Bears at 5-1. The Chicago Bears at 5-1 is kind of one of the big stories for me. Um, Everybody's saying they're one of the worst five and one teams out there, but they're still five and one. You still have to give them credit for what they've done this year. They're still getting the job done on a weekly basis. Five and one is five and one. Doesn't matter how you get the job job done. Bears are a good team. They're taking on the Rams at four and two. I think this is gonna be a, a a sneaky good game. I think we can also see this game be a defensive struggle and an offensive shootout as well. I like the idea of maybe being kind of in between. I like the Rams passing game with Jared Goff, um, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I prefer Woods over Cup if I'm picking between the two. We can also see a big game out of um, uh, Higby and Gerald Everett. I do like Everett quite a bit in GPPs on the single-game slate. I think he's going to be a lesser-owned, obviously, than Higby's going to be. As for the bear side of things, we know Allen Robinson is every week is a matchup He's matchup-proof, um, obviously one of the better running, wide receivers in football. Absolutely love him. Doesn't matter if he's going up against one of the best shutdown corners in football. I think the Bears are going to continue to force feed him the ball. And he, yes, he may get uh, 14 targets. He may only get half of those, but that's still seven receptions. I still, I, I still think he's going to be in for a big game, despite having the matchup likely going to be shadowed by... Um, Jalen Ramsey, but I still think Robinson gets there with the Bears force-feeding the ball. I have the Rams getting the job done on Monday evening. That'll do it for Week 7. Again, I think there's some games we really want to target for the main slate. We want to target the Detroit-Atlanta game, we want to look at the Cleveland-Cincinnati game. Maybe look at a little bit of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Titans game and Packers-Texans. But the biggest game is going to be the evening game. It sounds like both DK and Fandle are both keeping it part of their main uh, main slate. The Seahawks and Cardinals, I'm likely going to be fading the 49ers-Patriots, the Buccaneers-Raiders, and the Bills-Jets game. I'm likely going to be fading those games completely. I'm likely not going to have very much exposure to the Panthers and Saints game. I'm going to be very concentrated with about four or five of these games, with a lot of my lineups being uh, heavy with the Seahawks in Arizona. I think this game is going to be a fantastic Sunday night game, uh, followed by the Packers and Texans, fantastic offensive explosion, and the Detroit-Atlanta game. Those are the three games I'm going to be eyeing a lot of my uh, exposure to, but most likely will be other people's. You have to find those little gems throughout the rest of the games finding options that might be able to put you over the top definitely keep an eye on our our website I'll have my updated rankings with all these injuries happening I'll have my updated rankings by Saturday evening good luck this weekend in your matchups and if you're not done so already please give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram we are at Genius on Twitter and we are at Football underscore genius underscore on Instagram and our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com where winning isn't everything it's the genius thing our mastermind chat is available weekly monthly and full season packages on one access with yours truly the genius himself via text messages regarding all things fantasy football join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020 and take home those trophies have a great weekend good luck with your matchups if you have any questions hit me up on instagram hit me up on twitter more than happy to answer any questions you have again our rankings will be updated on by sunday saturday evening so definitely take a look at the site if you have any questions on on rankings but again enjoy the weekend be safe and we'll talk to you next week have a great day